Due to the graphic nature of the subject matter and strong language used, listener discretion is advised. into it a little bit a little bit away a little bit away yep how's here i'm getting into that's it perfect lord jesus all right if you're getting into it a little bit further than that too uh, that was big <laughs> all right she said so i'll keep it in this zone yeah you know? keep it in that area keep it in the zone hey buddy oh are we on yeah we're on oh hey it's how you doing you. i'm doing great we had a wonderful holiday we took some time off a lot of time off. It's been since August. We've been through crises, crises, crises. movements. We had Ooh. a podcast episode that we actually recorded. I bought a house. But Did I already f- say that? I already bought a house. They know that. No, they don't. They don't know about the house I because house. I didn't. I didn't publish that. I one moved into my ancestral home. His ancestral home in his hometown. Yeah, it was junk. I had to fix a lot. <laughs> but we're here. We're here, Rory. And what are I'm we excited. talking about today? Uh. So much stuff. Demonic so possession. Much stuff. Demonic possession. Yes. Spirits. And. Consuming the flesh of a man. What? Demonic possession and exorcism. Demonic possession and. <laughs> demonic possession and. How and, they get rid of it. And how they get rid of it. How they try to get rid of it. How they try. Sometimes it don't work. Well, it usually. I mean, if you had the statistics, I think that. I mean, they don't. More you know, often than not, it does work, but quote, unquote, sometimes, sure. sometimes they kill people. <clears throat> yeah, but it's like you know, you don't hear about people making it to work every morning. You hear about when there's a fifty car pileup. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Facts. You feel what I'm saying? I get it. I get it. Yeah, I hope there's not there's not too much echo in this room, is there? No, I don't have any. I don't have a lot of furniture yet. No, we're good. Okay. Yeah, we are not in the normal place. We are. In Charles's new home, with a with a, fi- a roaring fire on on the wall, going on the television, on the television, <laughs> and uh, lit by Christmas lights and a candle. I should have taken those down. It's like now. he was trying to fuck me. Now you wore cologne. I did wear cologne. I came in and smelled like either my dad's here or some guy's trying to fuck me. It's both, baby. Ah, uh, shut the fuck. <laughs> right, you were, right I saw here. the gears turn, and you're like, I could use that. <laughs> nice. Oh fuck! We've been trying to do this for a long time. A long time. We've been and trying to talk about this. It's we a are big so subject. We've, we've missed you all. We have. Yeah, it's been. I don't know if the last thing we recorded is going to come out because I say I, um, we got too drunk we on Halloween. Pretty, we were pretty drunk <laughs> and said yep. nothing and too much all at once. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was uh, just us drunkenly blabbering on. What do you for think about it? Big hours. I think he's gay. Huh. I think Bigfoot's gay. Bigfoot's gay. Oh, no. I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, fuck. That's what happened. That's what happened. So that might not come out. Probably not. I'm probably not going to publish that one. That's fair. That, that might be a little secret bonus episode. Maybe. One day when Maybe. we don't feel like doing something else if and I, we're obligated to. If Yeah, if I, if I feel like it, though. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> So we had to re- actually research for this one. I've been reading. I read a book. 
I've done a lot of research. You read a book? I listened to a book. Okay, that's, I mean, that's still, it's fair. I listened to a book called Slaying Dragons. It's a book about possession and exorcism. I don't recall who wrote, all right, there's not going to be a lot of proper nouns in this episode. I don't remember people's names. I don't remember, you know, specifics, but the general idea. I'll convey it. I'm ready, dude. I'm like, I I'm did a lot. I did I a read. lot of research on one particular thing. Yeah, <laughs> one yeah, particular person, and then last podcast on the left came out with an episode. They did. About... We were talking. Let's do it on this, and then they just... <laughs> we kept putting it off. Like, well, we got time. We'll do it next week. We'll do it next week. <laughs> nope. The most famous, you know, true crime slash paranormal podcast that there is. Slam dunked. Slam dunked it. But you know what? I feel like I feel like as much as I love those guys, I yeah. feel like ours is going to be more personal. Do you think so? Because we're just a couple of fucking randos, bud. Do they keep it professional? I haven't listened to no. it. Do they keep it professional? No, no, not at all. How are we going to be more personable? We're just. I didn't say. I didn't say professional. I said personal. <clears throat> That's what I meant. We're because it's just me and you. Oh, are we you, don't how have many a, people are over there? We don't have a... They have a full team, dude. They have a team? Yeah, it's just me and you on this. I do all the editing. Nah, dude, the team, that takes mag- a little bit of magic out. I'm sure you listened to it. Was it good, at least? It was pretty good. It was pretty yeah, good. It was pretty good. I bet they have a team. Yeah. They have researchers and They stuff, have researchers. So. Good for them. I'm spitballing, dude. You know, I listened to... I uh, read a lot of Wikipedia articles. I read obscure articles from very obscure websites. Learned some new things. I've been listening to other podcasts. I don't know how much we should just be talking about other forms of media. We're a compilation. We're compiling other yep. forms of media into a single... We're ripping everybody off, and yeah. you like listening to your buds. I mean, if you're listening to this, I'm you're cool. probably one of our buds. I'm not too cool, but I'm cooler than the people I got this information from. Frankly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, were saying, you were saying something about that. You were saying something about that. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, was th- I mean, this is about... <laughs> This is about demonic possession. So, let us begin. Yeah. Let's dive into it. So the authority on the subject, the self-proclaimed authority on More the More specifically, we're talking <laughs> talking about Catholic and Orthodox Christian possession and, possession and exorcism. exorcisms. Because c- Come on, you know why. It's the best ones. That's the most flushed out. The fucking, it's in all the media. Ex- exorcist, Exorcist 2. They Exorcist got oh the three. movies yeah I forgot about those actually I have never seen an Exorcist movie. You're missing out. I'm not against them. I just haven't seen them because they were scary when I was a kid, and we haven't set up a time to watch them. Nope, we haven't. What if we watch them tonight? We can watch them after the podcast. You want to watch one after the podcast? We can watch the Exorcist after the podcast. Oh shit, I'm kind of scared now. Don't like be my, scared. My blood kind of dropped. Your balls right kind of curled up inside. They got real. You know, your <laughs> like, balls get hard, and they're like a little. <laughs> No, 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 no. You know when, like, your balls have stitches on them, you know? <laughs> like the seam? The seam of your balls. <laughs> yeah. You know when your balls retract? You don't just have empty You don't have empty sack hanging. It becomes a rigid line. Yes, dude. It looks like, uh, it looks like dinosaur skin. <laughs> My yeah. balls got hard. <laughs> My balls got hard. <laughs> well, the balls got hard, too. They do. If you're They're afraid. already hard. My balls, no, the if skin. Your balls are, if your balls are soft, then you got a disease. The skin dude. is the scrotum. <laughs> the balls are actually Dr. Frankenstein. 
and then we know Doctor Frankenstein's balls were really the monster. Yeah, Doctor Frankenstein is the is the balls. The monster <laughs> is actually just scrotum. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's okay. what happened to me. <laughs> At the mention of that movie. We'll watch that later. But, yeah, Catholic and Orthodox, because they give a shit, frankly. They have they have the organization. They're international. They're European. You know? Europeans have, like, rigid... Cis, you know, there's not... Very, very... Are there Protestant exorcists? I'm sure there are. I'm certain there are. Well, I mean, we were talking about the snake charmers or whatever. Uh, yeah, that's like a charismatic subset of... Of product of uh, Pentecostals, which I, I grew up in a Pentecostal household, but not snake shape. No, no, no. We did not talk to, associate, mess with any snake charmers. Those people were weird. Pentecostal just means that we. Uh, I said we. Oh man, I kind of miss going to church. Uh, Pentecost is just the fiftieth day after the resurrection of Jesus. So right. In in the Bible, fifty days later. The Holy Spirit came down, and everyone freaked out, and had uh, they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they did the tongues and all that stuff. Whoa! Yeah. That that guy up there, he looks like that one boy. He's pretty scary. <laughs> He's pretty scary. <laughs> it is also scary down here. Fifty days after. <laughs> Whoa! The spirit is pretty scary. It's pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we've stupid. we've been watching uh, Home Alone movies for Christmas, and there's a part in it. What's that? Kevin yeah. McAllister is lost in New York, and he runs into Central Park, and he's At scared night. of a bunch of homeless people and which whores. Is, which, homeless people and whores. But Remember when those women tried to fuck him? They, the, those, they those proposi- he got propositioned by whores. Propositioned by hookers, bro. Mm-hmm. But Kevin McAllister runs into Central Park, and he's ter- he's terrorized by homeless people and hookers, and he runs into a cab. And he's like, oh, thanks for picking me up, mister. It's awful it's scary, scary out there. there. The cabbie fucking, turns around. This fucking troll turns around <laughs> with a fucking milky eye. He's sweating fucking black tar heroin. He's sweating dirt. He really he's is. sweating fucking filth. It ain't much better in here, kid. <laughs> why, would you, why would you do that to a child? It ain't much better in here, kid. And then we just got on a fucking roll about like, it. Why We're, would you tell the kid it's also scary? Oh, it's also cat. scary out there, but it is also just as equally <laughs> as scary in here as it is out there. It is scary outside of the cab, and also <laughs> inside, inside of the, the cab, cab, it is very scary. Just so you know, uh, to be fair, I'm just trying to be honest with you. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, that guy, by the way, totally possessed. I thought that that you know what? Watching that movie, I thought that was uh, Joey Diaz. <laughs> it could have been. Could He's look. looked about 50 years old for like yeah. 50 years now. Yeah. He, can you imagine him as a teenager? No. Probably look like shit. It's like, imagining Danny DeVito as a teenager. I can't. I it's literally hard. can't. It's hard. What's the What's the youngest movie you've seen? Oh, we can't talk about Danny DeVito tonight. I'll get off track. But, yeah, Danny DeVito probably looked like that his whole life. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, Pentecostals aren't all crazy, but they probably do do exorcisms at some of them. It's just not a big deal. You know, Catholics and, to some extent, Orthodox people. Uh... They got nice. the they got the market cornered on big budget. It's what you hear exorcism. about most, and Hollywood has lapped it up. You know why? Because they got a system that we'll talk mm-hmm. about. They have when they get a phone call, there's someone you can call if you're possessed and you're 
Protestant, you just go to your church. That's like maybe a couple you, hundred people. You call. You call. It's a small pool. Is yep. what I'm saying. But if you're Catholic, you have a network of you a have billion to people. go through a lot of shit to go through the appropriate channels. Yep. Yep. And they set. They either set you up. They, they'll either they'll set you up either way. They'll either say, "We'll drive this demon out of your worthless little body," or. Uh, hey, we made you an appointment. You should see a psychologist. You're fucking crazy. <laughs> and sometimes they do both. <laughs> and they sometimes both. they switch it up and they give somebody the wrong paperwork and end up killing somebody. Yeah, they end up killing people sometimes. <laughs> but it's not like every time, you know. It's what like, is demonic possession? Demonic possession is when a being known as a demon in in our culture or a spiritual being or a being of pure spirit from a divine realm or a divine creature known colloquially though erroneously as an angel but has fallen and in spite of god has attempted to take possession of a human being affluences influences controls and then is in league with the spirit of a human being that's very uh in rebellion against God. Yes. In this context. I have a different, I have a, a more scientific explanation well, for could. it. Yes, yeah, Rory, go ahead and read that one. Spirit possession is an altered state of consciousness and behaviors purportedly caused by the control of the human body by spirits, ghosts, or demons. Same thing. That's true. In the canon that I've bothered to read about, there yeah. there are surprisingly there are ghosts, but they're not dead people. It's complicated. We'll get into it later. Yeah. Yeah. So just, I mean, I, I think, I mean, I figured it. Anybody who's listening to this probably knows what. Yeah, but the implication is. is if you believe in demons and demonic possession, you kind of have to concede the rest. You know what I mean? Like, oh well, then yeah, they're you know the theological implication isn't. It's no, you know, unless you think they're aliens or that, something. You know, that's always been oh, something that's been weird for me. Yeah, is that like if you watch like Ghost Adventures, you know, Zach Bagans truly believes in ghosts. God bless him. But I he's love Zach but Bagans. he's never he's never done anything religious. He's never like called that's in not any true. priests. Not true. Have you ever seen an episode, dude? What kind of shirts he wearing? Tap What's, out shirts. What no. <laughs> Sometimes tap out brand. But what's on the shirt, dude? A big fucking cross. Like the cross is on tap out shirts. He has a big tattoo design cross on his... (laughs) Strapped to his homoerotic body. I I looked... I looked back and there was only one set of footprints and all along Jesus was carrying me because he's Bacon's fucking swole, bro. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I love Zach Bates. I'm sure he worked with a priest at one time. Or they I'm always, sure he has. They always bring that in I mean, as a did, gimmick after did, a while. They did do that episode on the rectory in Cincinnati. So Did they? They did. Oh, we should watch that sometime. That'd be cool. Dude, we should just fucking watch Ghost Adventures. You want to just quit this podcast and just not do it anymore? Yeah, sorry. Okay, everyone, right, thank you done, so guys. much for listening. We're gonna watch. We're gonna get high and watch Ghost Adventures and The Exorcist. And I'm gonna get a little drunk, and then we're gonna. All right, bye, guys. All right, sign off. Bye. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back to we the true back. fans. <laughs> yes, dude. everybody who left, you're a fucking liar and a fake. The faithful, the faithful, <laughs> the faithful are here. The faithful are here, <laughs> and you can get possessed too. By the way, me? No, the faithful. Bro. Oh. Yeah. Can only the faithful get possessed or can no. 
Possession has existed long before the Abrahamic tradition, dude. Hmm. They they have possessions in, you know, countries where they've never even seen a white man before. So, or, you know. Let's go ahead and dive into the Catholic tradition of that then. Yeah. Shit. That's Did you forget? That's a big story. I don't know. Where do you want me to start? Just fucking You ask me a question, I'll answer. Start wherever. Um Don't just tell me what is the entire history of I guess yeah, I got to give Catholic you a, yeah, I got to give you a, I got to give you a prompt. Um I'm not Catholic by the way. Are you Catholic? No, I'm not. I knew that, but you know, for people Right, know. right. Yeah. I'm I'm not really anything. I'm into it, but I'm not Catholic. I think I think the lore is really cool. It's it's lore. It's, it's lore. awesome I like, lore. I like the lore, but yes. I don't believe any of it. Okay. I'm not a believer. Does it make you scared? I'm not though? a believer. Not I a believer. didn't see his face. In that slice of toast, yeah. I'm not a believer. Nah, 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 nah. Oh, that's the yeah, the the monkey song. song or whatever. Is that the monkeys? I don't know. Um, yeah, but we're not Catholic, but we're taking their stance, like we said. Yeah, we're, we're going to come just at this into it uh, until later when you come at it with science. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so what? What is the Catholic stance on exorcism? That it is rarely, very rarely, but more, like over time, like re- I mean recently, in just these past few years, has become more and more uh, necessary as, you know, the faith is kind of eroding. Less and less people believe. They lead more and more considered sinful lifestyles and more sinful things and even Catholics that go to church every week don't believe you know what I mean that's a big thing with Catholicism is they're trying to be like they're trying to get it together it's like Santa Claus if you don't believe in him then he'll disappear forever no okay (laughs) I like how you tried to bring it back to the Santa Claus (laughs) well I mean it's it's just after Christmas yeah yeah Um, I got it on the brain but no they you know Demons are real, intelligent, separate, literal entities. And we're not talking just like faceless demons with just, you know, ho- like, you know, red skin, horns and shit. Not we're cartoons. talking about actual, there, there's a le- there are legions of demons headed by actual demons with actual names. And depending, because the Orthodox, which I like the Orthodox. They seem like they got square heads on their shoulders, you know? They don't play stuff up. They are squares. They are square. They are total nerds, dude. I'll, I'll say that right now, okay? I've been doing a lot of research for this. <coughs> and by a lot of research, I mean I've just been listening to a lot of shit. And, dude, Orthodox priests are fucking nerds. We're fucking nerds. We bash nerds around here. We beat up nerds <laughs> around here. Hey, Father, where are you going? <laughs> to the church? Gonna, Nerd. I'm going to wedgie your cassock up your ass, bro. <laughs> but the Orthodox are nerds. And Catholics are gigantic, square-jawed, blonde-haired... Chads. Ubermensch. They are chads. chads. They're charismatic. They're like the... the ch- they the, pick on each other, the but like, they're meme, good friends. Where they got like they, a literally. Big, got a big fuck it. You should make a meme... <laughs> The, the Virgin Orthodox versus the Chad, <laughs> Chad Catholic. Catholic. <laughs> no, dude, that'd be so mean. Ironically, because Catholic priests are celibate, 
and Orthodox priests can get married and have kids. They fuck, dude. Which I think is why Those you nerds don't. Fuck. You know, you don't see them in the news for the same things. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know why? We're talking about diddling children. Orthodox dudes can just bust fat nuts up in broads. They yeah. don't gotta. They rearrange guts and. Yeah. So there you go, dude. As Chad is the Catholic. Catholic team. priests rearrange their liquor cabinets. <laughs> they, I mean, yes, they talk about drinking a lot, dude. A lot. Even on the, like the podcasts and stuff, and the videos I've watched, and the the blogs I was reading up on, I'm like these guys always got a scotch in hand. No, nah, not nah, beer. Beer's the big Just one. Just beer. Yeah, mm. beer's the big one, and sacramental wine probably. Sacramental wine. A little bit of the blood of Christ, which I like. I love sacramental wine. Uh, excuse me. Um, I should have turned the microwave away from my face when I burped nah, directly into it. It's beautiful. We've had compliments on our gases as men. Oh, dude, we need to get a fart mic installed <laughs> into this couch. <laughs> we need to t- tape a fart mic to our to our leg. Have a each one have a, a mobile mic so we can brap on cam. <laughs> brap on cam. Brap or brap on mic. Brap on mic. Yeah, dude. But they so they have different approaches that reflect that attitude. <coughs> I like to think like Catholics are kind of. Uh, yeah, people get possessed. I'll go find that demon. I'll get it out of there. Yeah. You know, what's up? Let me know. But we are being a little bit hyperbolic is it where it comes to it because there's yeah. a lot that you have to go through in order to get a Catholic priest to actually uh, You know what? I don't even know if Orthodox will do it anymore. Like, no, they do. They recognize it, but they don't ever talk about oh this is how you do it whereas when i listen to a catholic podcast or some shit and they talk about possession they'll say this is how you do it what's what's the what's the there's basically a guidebook to it too it's the the romanium something or other it's no idea did you look yeah, that's all you man yeah, you i'm actually i'm actually gonna look that up right now because i can't remember the name of it i'm in the living church i'm in the present but there's actual a, there's an actual guide to uh, demonic possession where they have to go through all of these steps in order to exercise somebody. It's like a serious fucking deal. It's, Did you really? Yep, it's a big deal. I think I got too mired in the theological implication and history of it, and I think you got down to some some more of the nuts and bolts. So let's, you know what? Let's go through a hypothetical. Yeah? Okay, uh, Johnny. Johnny is possessed. He thinks he's possessed. Johnny thinks that he may be under attack by a uh, demonic force. Now, do you know how that happened before we get into what to do about it? Uh, Allowing sin, I think, right? You do something to allow a uh, demonic attack, which is usually to, to commit a sin. And in Catholicism, it's usually a grave sin or living in a grave sin state. You know, living outside of grace, which is you do something wrong... And you don't repent, you don't go to confession, you don't tell anyone about it, you just kind of do wrong and, and stew on it, you know? Now, uh, according to what I've read, they would say that you are... A, a demon attempts to possess you every time. This isn't like in the wrong. movies where somebody's fucking with a Ouija board and then a ghost flies oh, in. Oh, I opened a, 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 it's a not portal, like a it's non-denominational not like portal opened, right. and a non-denominational force non-denominationally possessed me. No. They think uh, you, you fucked up into something specific. It is the Roman rite of exorcism. Mm-hmm. 
and it is a long. Oh, the there's right. Like a whole, there's a whole. There's the litany of saints. Yes, yes. There's. Is that the new right or the old right? This is this is the original right. The old what right. I'm looking at is the old the right is. Right. I've been told is very poetic, and in some cases, some exorcists would say the old right is uh, more well, poetic. Basically, what they go through is they actually have it listed right now. So the priest says, "Lord, have mercy." Anybody involved in it says. Lord have mercy. Anybody who's in the room. Yeah. Now, we might be getting ahead of ourselves. That's if they even get to the stage of doing an exorcism. Right, because it is such a big fucking deal that they have yeah. to jump through all these hoops. Now, it probably used to be that it was easier to get an exorcist or a priest to show up to perform an exorcism. Right. But it's it from from what I've been able to glean, it's kind of like they imply in the past... Not prehistory or anything, but before the Industrial Revolution, you know, before the advent of, you know, 19th century Germans decided what science of philosophy was going to be. Right. Uh, people would get possessed. Priests would show up. Exorcisms would happen all the time. It just happened. They would come out and help you, whatever. And then after after a period of time of, like, a lessening of the faith, like, faith kind of fell away after the Enlightenment. Mm-hmm. And, and today, certainly, less and less people... Uh, are in the faith, so you only love your father, the devil. You don't love the spirit of justice. <laughs> you only love your father, the devil. <laughs> yes, like that. <laughs> so, <coughs> so it's kind of. Oh, I hit a button on this. Am I cool? Uh, is the is switch till up? Is it's... I just hit the up button. Oh no, you're fine. I'm cool. That doesn't do anything. Cool. Sorry. Um. I don't know if you want to cut that or not. No, nah, it'll be it'll be fine. Nice. It has so, a little character. Yeah, there it's you go. It's a little flavor. It's a little bit it's the it's the spice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh what was I saying? Oh, okay. So it's kinda like a lost they treat it like a lost art kinda now, or it's on the fringe. Right. Where people are still doing exorcism kind of the whole time, but instead of having like a, a class in seminary school or a course where they teach exorcism as its own thing. It's kind of like, oh, well, the Enlightenment has happened, and now we don't believe in such foolish things. Those who really believe in God can't be possessed. No, not that at all. No? It was Enlightenment rationalism seeping into uh, church attitude. Oh, okay. Yeah, like when people receive communion now and they don't... Well, obviously, that's not actually the blood of Christ entering right. my body. It's like that's whereas those poor peasants in the 15th century believed. Oh my God, I'm they gave actually, a shit. I'm actually drinking. This is actually the blood of Christ. Transubstantiation. 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 The, the priests done did some weird fucking god shit mm. and turned this this blood into wine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, dude. But the other way, it, the wine turns into blood. Anyways, um. So, it kind of became a lost art, and that they're kind of right now trying to reclaim exorcism, and they're like, we don't really, they don't really write down exactly how exorcism was supposed to happen for a while, so we're kind of out of practice, you know what I mean, as it gets more popular now, and the the only real surefire way to train up a really good exorcist is he has to shadow a guy who's already a successful exorcist. It's like a falconeer. The only way that you can become a falconeer is to shadow a falconeer. Really? Yep. I did not know that. Yep. So people who fuck with falcons. Mm-hmm. Same process. It's also like, uh, so there's this, you know, also to bring Appalachia back into it. 
there's a uh, there's a lot of Catholics in Appalachia, so I don't know if they'll. I'll give a shit about this episode. Well, there's an old there's an old folk thing for Appalachia called a fire talker. And basically what a fire talker is is if somebody gets burned, somebody has a burn and it's very specific. If somebody is burned, they call the fire talker, which is usually somebody's grandmother or their grandfather or something like that. They'll come in and they'll whisper prayers over the the burn. And the burn doesn't heal, but I think it's nearly 85% of people who've had a fire talking session say that the pain immediately leaves. Or they, they talk the sting out of they, a They talk burn. the pain out of it. They talk the pain That's out of it. That's right. And the only way that you can become a fire talker, this is really cool. I thought this was really fucking cool, is that a male fire talker must pass on his ability to a female and a female fire talker has to pass on her ability to a male. What? And once they pass on the ability to fire talk, they can't do it anymore. You are kidding me. Nope. It's a legit thing. Look at it. We'll look it up I, after I, yeah, this. Yeah, we'll man. do it's our crazy. own thing. After this. That is it's badass. Crazy. Or and they're that's, possessed. That's old Appalachian fucking. That's old Appalachian faith, dude. Yeah, my. Uh, yeah, you can definitely tell they're Protestant. Catholics wouldn't put up with that. My grandpa. Uh, he didn't. He, they say that you can buy warts from someone, like that's a practice in Appalachia. Uh, an older relative usually will give you a coin and say, "I'm buying your warts from you to get rid of your warts." If you're a kid and you got them, and uh, when I was a kid, my great grandfather could pray over warts under a full moon and get rid of them. Huh? And he taught before he died. He taught my my papa that I lived with his son-in-law, uh, how to do it. And one day I was come walking through that yard right there. I was walking through our backyard when I lived with him, and it was a full moon out. He happened to notice. We were, like, at the store or something. He happened to notice, oh, it's a full moon out. And he stopped me. He said, uh, you still got those warts on your hand? I said, yeah. He said, let me see your hand. And I remember he closed his eyes, and and he kept he rubbed the warts and whispered to himself with his eyes closed. He said, all right, let's go inside. And i tell you what. My warts did go away. It's so, it creepy, dude. Got a question. Yeah. Did they go away immediately? Within like six months. And I'd had them for years. They they were just fucking applying that shit while you sleep, dude. I don't know. That's your little hand was hanging nah, off man. the bed. They'd Faithless. sneak in, grab Listen your tiny to you. little baby Listen, hand. What kind of sad world do you live in, dude? <laughs> Where your grandma would lie to you, bro. My, I, I, my family doesn't have any faith, bro. <laughs> There's no faith in my explain That explains so much. <laughs> you know what? He, I don't think he ever taught anyone before he died. Shame. I know. How cool would it be if... if you could get rid of warts? I could pray warts away under a full moon. I'd call you Charles Chuck Wartman. Yeah. I wouldn't because I would be afraid of demonic influence. You think that would open up a portal for demons to yes, come inside you? Yes, that's a ritual. That's not a prayer. That's magic, bro. It's a prayer, but it's like, oh, under the full moon. Nah, man, that's medieval mysticism seeping into stuff like the Lesser Keys of Solomon, where Solomon summons up demons I want to get into him. that real bad. That is, that that'll is be have to say That'll be, so the, uh, the Lesser Key of Solomon, we are going to go over that in this series. That'll be the last episode. Okay. Because I want to go over that yeah, that'd be real cool. fucking bad. So, we got off track. I mean, kind of. Yeah. Uh... uh Johnny thinks he's possessed. Johnny thinks he's possessed. He goes to the Catholic Church. 
the first thing that they would determine is whether or not he's actually experiencing demonic activity. Right. Or if Johnny's schizophrenic. And uh, if it turns out Johnny's not schizophrenic, but weird stuff is just still happening. And that's classic haunting stuff. Oh, I saw a shadow person in my house. Furniture isn't where I left it. I lost my keys the other day. It's not seeing a whole thing. All my cabinets were open. Yes. That's not. Oh, you're the spirit of a man who once lived in this house, like the open cabinet. No, they don't. They don't buy any of that. Oh, something's happening. It's paranormal. Demon. 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 There's no a poltergeist. Oh, you saw no. your, you saw your grandma in a window. And Demon. And you know it's a gray area kind of because of a certain thing that did happen in the Bible, but like dead people coming back to do stuff, negative. Demons. 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 Oh, it looks like your grandpa? That demon looks like your grandpa. That's a fucking demon. Yes. It's not your grandpa. It's a fucking demon. Yeah. But the, the the stage one, demons don't show up and possess you like in a video game where they they mentally hold you down and they control your body. I'm a demon now. I'll pretend to be John. <laughs> They just influence you little bit by bit, right? They erode your psyche. They do. They whittle away your willpower, your psyche, usually your faithfulness, and uh, attempt to get you. They'll get you... I forget what the first stage is called. Demonic... It's not oppression. It's influence or something like that, where it's just present. Right. Something's fucking around around my house or in my life, and it's supernatural. It's a demon. Now, the second stage, usually when you notice an informer priest, I think is demonic uh vexation demonic vexation now you're now you're fucking up and it's out of character why did i run that light i don't i wouldn't do that why are these why did i yell at my mom on the phone the other day yeah why did i overreact to that why did i uh i didn't pray today i decided to skip church i decided to i hit do my some cat other a little harder than i normally i would. swatted my head cat right on the fucking noggin harder than i usually do every day and <laughs> that's out of character for me. Then you might think, well, you know. Uh, okay, so let me get back to what, what demons are, dude. Because they're the ones doing the possessing, right? Okay. A lot of people think... A lot of people usually know and a demon is a fallen angel. Okay? Right. That's what people are doing. That's common knowledge. In in the Catholic faith, we're talking about, in right? In Christianity in general. Demons are always fallen angels. A demon angels. is a fallen angel. Because some angels fell and did evil shit, now they're called demons. A little off track. I do want to get a little off track. So in in some uh, Christian folklore, uh, fairies, the fae, are also things that are angels that fell. Yes. But they're ones that didn't take sides. So the demons are the ones that took sides with... Uh, you're with us or you're against us, dude. God doesn't play neutrality. No, there were neutrals. No. There were neutrals, and God was like, you know what? They're demons. You're stuck on Earth. Who thinks that? I can't remember what faith does specific. Well, they're I'll look it up. Tired. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Neutral? Yep. Neutral angels. That is idiotic. And they were made to be fucking fairies. Maybe it's idiotic from my perspective. But anyway, but go on. Demons are fallen angels. Yeah, Always. Demon, uh, yeah, yeah. Angels were given a particular roles to serve in creation. And if they denied those roles, they entered into rebellion against God. Therefore, they are evil. Now they're demons. Okay? Now, in Christianity in general, and specifically, I guess, orthodoxy and 
and Catholicism, they actually felt on three separate occasions, or it's described in three different ways. Uh, they fell at the moment of creation. They fell... Um, I can't remember. Two other times in the biblical narrative, there were lesser and more The vague. rebellion, and then... The rebellion as described in Revelation, which actually occurred at the beginning of time, but angels exist outside of time. Uh, they're also purely spiritual. They don't have bodies. Right. There's no physicality to a demon or an angel. So, so demons are just fallen angels. Let's go back to angel. See what I mean? When I was telling you earlier how this always relates back to something you have to learn about to fully understand it, yep. so it's too much. It's like Plinko, dude. Yeah. bounces off everything. So, an angel. Angel is from the Greek angelos, which is messenger. The messengers of God are angels. But not all angels are messengers. messengers right we just call them all angels because in in again in the in the catholic faith there's things like the the, the thrones seraphim, the cherubim the, the thrones the powers the yep. the things they're very hierarchical yep. that that plays a big role in what we're going to talk about dude yep. is authority and hierarchy those are two really big important things and it even leaks it even leaks into the demons too because of again yes. the lesser key of solomon which i'm uh, super excited to talk about which yes. we won't get to tonight though That'd be cool but not tonight um so angels are not all angels but some angels are angels you know mm -hmm. what I mean? <laughs> they're I, I find they're all more, angels but they're not all messengers which is what angel means right i prefer to use i prefer to think of them as divine spiritual beings that are not God. And they're not God's plural with the lowercase g, you know what I mean? Right. But they do, the fallen ones do take over those roles. They do portray themselves to pre or extra Abrahamic peoples as deities in unto themselves. You know what I mean? Right. But interestingly, they very rarely uh, claim omnipotence. You know what I mean? Angels themselves? Yeah. When Even when they're portraying like a deity, they don't claim omnipotence. Too. Right. Because even like their own pagan narrative, they'll need help or they can't do something. You know what I mean? It's very right. interesting. But they, they'll even, uh, often it's said in the Christian tradition, uh, portray themselves as victors in the great cosmic struggle. You know what I mean? Right. Like there's a common theme in... In paganism of there being a previous uh, most high god, you know, who is the prime, their prime deity over the pantheon, quote unquote, who kind of runs the divine council of spiritual beings. And then there's a revolution. Zeus defeats his father Kronos. So-and-so uh, defeats his father the previous. Gilgamesh uh, went on his fucking odyssey, man. Yeah, stuff like that, huh. where... There's a, some kind of divine rebellion, and the god that those ancient pagan peoples now worship was the victor against their progenitor. Right. And they say that that's like a uh, demon's kind of uh, retelling the story of the of the rebellion in heaven. You know? Right. Like, oh, well, actually, I beat up God, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of goofy to think about them, like, 
just going around lying like, oh, actually, I won, and I'm the I god I kicked now. his fucking ass. Yeah, I kicked his ace, <laughs> and now I'm running the show, it baby. It was pretty scary up there. <laughs> but I won, I promise. And then he made it scary down here, so it was equally as scary up also, there. It is also very scary in the spiritual <laughs> realm, if you had a third eye, so to speak. You... Third, your pineal gland is calcified. You need to meditate more. Yes, dude. Totally. (laughs) Could you imagine a fucking Brooklyn yogi? (laughs) Uh, I'm trying to imagine a Brooklyn angel. (laughs) Hey, yo, Mary. (laughs) Mary, you're going to get knocked up by the seed of God. You have been visited by the seed of God and you got knocked up, you dumb (laughs) rod. I shouldn't say that. Hey, can we pause so I can piss? Yep. Uh, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. And we're back. Are we back? Yep. Very cool. Thank you for waiting for us to pee. I just dropped my phone. Nice. What was I saying before we went to break? Angelic beings. Deities. Demons. They tricked ancient peoples allegedly into believing that uh, they were gods. That they were divine, supreme divine beings. The pranksters, mm-hmm. the tricksters. Yeah, which they did so out of bitterness. Isn't it weird to think about? At the moment of creation, given their roles, uh, you know, allegedly by God, that they uh, denied his authority and entered into rebellion at the moment of creation. We don't want to be here. Can we go down there? Mm-hmm. Sure. Fuck this. Bye. Bye. And uh, a lot of people say, well, why can't, why can't angels... Repent and be forgiven and stuff like that, right? You probably thought about that a couple of times. How come we can say we're sorry and get back in, but angels can't? You know, I didn't think. I've never thought about that, actually. It's because they possess free will. Jesus. But at the the moment of creation, they were created whole and completely knowledgeable, you know? Mm-hmm. And being of the same kind of incorporeal spirit as, as God, it's implied that they they fully knew what they were doing and its implications and still did it. Mm. Yeah. Which is ballsy. That's pretty weird, man, to think about. Yeah. Because, like, now we, his creations, also have free will. Mm-hmm. We also have the option to not do it. You know, if if it's true. You know, right. these are all hypotheticals. Yeah. If it's true, we also have the free will to choose whether or not. So in a way, it kind of circles back around on itself. Interesting that you mentioned that. Because it said when uh, the coexisting lesser spiritual beings that we call angels fell, and Satan specifically fell, he took, it said, one-third of the angelic hosts with him. And there's a lot of uh, biblical imagery in the Revelation of John later, when it describes the apocalypse and stuff. That implies that uh, a number that is one third of a certain group. It implies that a third, you know, in general type populace, ascends to these roles that were assigned to the angelic host at creation that right. denied it. So it's like us achieving angelhood, angelhood in a way. Like in the book, in the Bible, they call them sons of God. They don't call them angels. Right. They, they do specifically when they are performing the job of an angel, like as messenger. But other than that, they call them sons of God. And then it calls us sons of God when it implies that we'll make it to heaven in, in some fashion. You know what I mean? Hmm. So. Mm. 
were like cosmic rivals and out of uh, bitterness, you know. Because people say, why do demons possess people or give a shit about them? And uh, it's like in the, in the plan of this of re- rebellion that they tempt us and possess us and, and try to steal us away from God and who, you know, gives a shit. Well, as you were saying earlier, man, they're in- incorporeal. Yes. So we are their vessel. We can to become cause chaos. Ca- cause chaos. Well, it's it's funny you say that because when they when they say that when they get into the metaphysics of a possession, they say you know uh, an angel has no body. So when it said that a demon or an angel is present, they imply that that entity is choosing to focus and manifest its thoughts in a particular location, huh. and that's as close to being somewhere as they can be in our our view you know what i mean so can angels possess people and if they do does it do the same thing that that the demonic possession does shit rory i'm glad you asked (laughs) i have no fucking idea (laughs) i don't think so i really don't i think that's like outside of the scope of even if you were willing why would an angel possess you? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. If an angel wanted to do something for you, it would just do it. It wouldn't need to degrade your psyche to the point where it could consume you. you know, yeah, that's true. And, like, force you to do I something it wanted that. you to do. That's fair. Yeah. But it's cool how um, there's, like, this implication that angels and demons, they're not different species. Just because they fell, you know spiritually doesn't make them different beings now. They're the same exact species, so to speak. Two sides of the same coin. Yeah, they're the same beings with the same abilities. Now, it's said that the angelic hosts, they call them hosts, I like that word because it's uh, disambiguous. The angelic hosts. The angelic hosts, the divine council, they uh, are strictly hierarchical. You know, you got God... And then you have the seraphim, and then the cherubim, and the, the you know, it goes down from there, powers and virtues and shit like that, all the way down to, ironically, at the very bottom rung is angels. <laughs> but, uh... The messengers. Mm, mm-hmm. But they also say that that hierarchy doesn't exa- necessarily imply, like, different levels of power or ability. It's just different positions, and the distance of those positions from the location of of heaven or earth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or of God. So, angels, and therefore the church that is mirrored after that hierarchy, strictly, strictly hierarchical. And then the demons are, they have different levels of power and ability, you know? Right. Like, uh, more powerful demons will exert more power during possession and otherwise. But they have no strict hierarchy within themselves because their antithesis is, you know, their anti-creation God in order. So they are chaos incarnate, you know what I mean? Right. But they still, in the process of exorcism and otherwise, in certain situations, are compelled to acknowledge uh, authority, and they recognize authority, but they do not have hierarchy among each other. You remember when I was talking to uh, 
talking to you about that demonology uh, documentary I, I watched. Mm. They said in that documentary that in the Bible, even demons submit to Jesus Christ. On sight, immediately, without ritual. Bow down. They, they beg him not to approach because they, they... It's interesting because when the angels fall and the various falls that they have through the biblical text, they often beseech God, hey, don't cast us all into the abyss. If you let some of us stay, we will, quote-unquote, vex the wicked and do your will. In, oh. in so much as it aligns with our will, too. Okay. They will, quote-unquote, vex the wicked. You know, test people however you want to imply. Shut the fuck up! So they vex the wicked as they remain on earth. <laughs> and, sorry, my cats were fighting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, it's interesting to note. When Jesus approaches... Uh, is that the story of the Gerasene demoniac? I think it is. I'm not sure. Yeah, Jesus goes to a place called Ger- Gerasene, Gerasadin, Gerigasene. There's like eight different ways of saying it. Um, he, sh- he rolls up to this joint. There's this guy. He's possessed. And he's the famous, you know, Jesus says, who are you? And they reply, um, I am Legion. I am Legion, for we are many. Right. Which which will get into the process of, of demonic possession in later stages to describe how he ended up. You know, how, well, how's there Legion in there? You know what I mean? Mm. Mm, forgive us, we're smoking delicious cigars right now. They are delicious. It's delightful. Cheap, too. Um so he approaches, and they immediately recognize him. He doesn't say, hey, I'm Jesus. Look out, man. No. Look out, man. They go, oh, shit, that's Jesus. Oh, that's God's son. And they, oh. ironically, they they beg him in the name of God to not exercise them or fuck with oh, them. Oh, fuck, man, please. Yeah, yeah they're, they're like, please don't drive us out. Please. Please. Like, they imply, if you want to drive us, if you tell us to get out, we have to. Right. And... Like I said before, people could be possessed before. People are possessed all the time in the in this prehistorical sense, you know, or or pre uh, New Testament sense. People are just going around possessed, and people are trying to deal with it in the ways that they can, which we'll get right. to later. Um, but Jesus shows up, and instead of having to perform this lengthy ritual or make a pact or do a thing or have this intricate process go on where he has to entreat, they just Bam, oh shit, please don't make us leave if you tell us we have to. It's warm in here, man. So that's them acknowledging... Oh, is it hot in here? No, no, I'm talking about the demons. Oh, it's warm oh, in man, here, man. It's warm in here. It's like a hot tub, dude. Mm. It's like getting out of the hot tub on a cold winter day. So they see him coming, and he says... And this becomes a very important part of how a exorcism happens today later in the gospel of mark he says tell me your name in the other two synoptic gospels that this event happens in there's much less detail and they're shortened kind of and they what are we good yeah we're good i'm just monitoring right now yeah um in the other two he doesn't ask what the demon's name is now that's important because in modern exorcism and specifically Catholics, a big part of gaining power over the demon to then work on expelling it is 
learning its name. As you learn its name, you can learn the sin associated with it, and therefore what sin caused it to to enter into the person, and you, you gain a certain amount of power over it, and from then you can even negotiate, well, how long are you allowed to be here for? That's some Rumpelstiltskin shit, bro. No, it's it's intricate. It's intricate, dude. Like, they, uh, they, demons know they only have a certain limited amount of time to possess someone, because it's said that Jesus doesn't let people be possessed ad infinium, and if you ask them right, or under the right conditions and under the right authority, that they ha- they're they compelled to tell the truth of, like, August the 23rd of 2019 at 3 p.m., and sometimes they're lying, and sometimes they're telling the truth, or that time will roll by and they pretend to go away. Listen, Asmodeus, I know. <laughs> you've been in here a little too long, bro. It's time to leave. Will you please get out? Well, you did say please. Yeah. It, it It's <laughs> exactly like, like that. that. Like, what's the <laughs> magic word? <laughs> It's not a magic word. They don't like it being called magic words, but it's magic words. Magic. So, yeah, there's. he's called the Garrison Demoniac. He's full of fucking demons, not just one. Full of fucking brim, bud. And when they find him, they say that, you know, they sail to this town on on the sea, and they show up, and he comes to the, he comes out of the caves or something. He, like, crawls out of the caves, and they describe him as being naked, like an animal. And that he's cutting himself with stones. Oh, with stones. And that's that he's, fucking metal, dude. And he sleeps and lives among the tombs of the dead. <sighs> that's so rad. Sheesh. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> so metal, dude. Ice dude, man, that's, dude. Fucking, that's fucking awesome. Mm. And his name is the Demoniac. Mm-hmm. Lives in a cave. Why sleeps among the tombs. Cuts himself with rocks. With stones. And is naked like an animal. They say that's very symbolic. He's naked like an animal because he's he's not considered a human being in, in this way because he's been exercised That's from just a cool nickname too, dude. The Demoniac. The Garrison Demoniac. <sighs> it's pretty rad. Unless you're him. Uh, which yeah, sucked. Probably not great for him. He wasn't having a good time. But they say that he possessed... like a, everybody else in him was. But he possessed a strength to like no rope... Or a chain could bind him. He would, like, snap chains. But he came to Jesus for help. It's, like, implied that... This dude's the Hulk. Well, it's implied that, like, the the people who... You know, he's part of a community. And they let this guy run around naked, cutting himself on rocks. It's implied that, like, when they tried to help him, he had no faith in their ability to help him, so he would break the chains... Because he didn't like. So they just let him walk around town. The graveyard, apparently. He was in the cemetery. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. That's pretty bad, dude. Keep stay in the graveyard, dude. (laughs) Stay. You can. You you're free to live in the town. Mm. We'll bring you apples or pomegranates or whatever the fuck we have back then. But you have to stay in the graveyard. Yeah, and they say like the the cutting of the self of stones might be symbolic of the stoning he would receive from the community if he were to submit to their authority. Like they would just stone him. They're not putting up with that. You know what I mean? Uh, Which I mean, fair enough, dude. Come on. But he if, with if he has legion in him, dude, just catch all them rocks. If he can break chains, he would. If he can he break would, chains. He can catch them rocks. He would. Uh, he would catch them between his fingers. He like was, a bullet, like he, in an anime or something. He would like dodge all the rocks like a matrix. He was he was doing it to appease them because he still had family there. I guess mm. doesn't give any details other than that. Uh, Jesus shows up, and when Jesus says, uh, "Yeah, I am kicking you guys out to the demons," hmm. 
essentially. They say, uh, oh, okay, okay, hang on, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, what if instead of casting us into the abyss for all eternity, what if uh, you let us go into those pigs over there instead? There's like a field of pigs. They say it's 2,000 pigs. So I don't know how many fucking demons are in a legion, dude, but it's got to be like 2K plus. Yeah. Mm. These these 2,000 pigs are on a hillside, and it doesn't say why. Or specifically that Jesus sends them into the pigs, but he allows them. Either way, Jesus says, sure, in a way like that. Kind of vague. Go into the pigs. Why not? Instead. Fuck so it. they leave this Go man. Go for it. The, the demoniac, and they go into these pigs, and then the pigs run headlong into the sea and drown themselves in mass. Hmm. It doesn't say whether the pigs, now being afflicted by demonic possession, choose to kill themselves by running into the sea, or if the demons, while possessing the pigs, drive them into the sea to kill them. Mm-mm. It doesn't say either way, but I think there's very important implications either way, you know, because a, an animal has no soul. A demon cannot make a person, you know, do the demons have limits in what they can make people do while possessing them. Even if in full diabolic communion, they can't make you do certain stuff. Right. But with the animals, it drove them into this. It killed two thousand, drove them into the sea the fuck out of here it might imply like that's pretty scary that's pretty scary animals (laughs) don't have souls i guess that makes sense it's pretty scary (laughs) yeah man so the only thing that i could you know think of is that if it didn't force the demoniac to kill himself yeah it must be because one you're right either the animals don't have souls but if they therefore they didn't have a way to the demons didn't have a way to hold on yeah and they just said, fuck it, let's, you know, ruin this livestock and just send them into the sea. Or, <laughs> or the pigs couldn't handle whatever was going in them. Because it said that swine have the minds of a three-year-old human. Oh, yeah. Modern science does imply that a pig has a pretty good intelligence for right. an animal. Do you think so, that they knew what was happening? They don't know. They didn't know it was happening. Oh, know what God! Was happening. Oh, shit! Oh, <laughs> shit! <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't know what was happening, but I they might have been able to feel the evil or the oppression oh, on them. It, you know, it's been used as like an example of biblical, uh, uh, you know, reasoning behind you don't have to give a shit about animals, actually. Yeah. Or that they're like for sure lesser. They say it's it's outright pagan to give a shit whether an animal's alive or dead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's a little bit fucking much. <laughs> I love I mean, these cats, bro. I love my kitty cats. Ready for a fun fact? Lay it on me. In 1969, a study funded by the National Institute of Mental Health, or NIM, uh, stated that spirit possession or demonic possession, uh, the belief of in which is found in 74% of an example of 488 societies in all parts of the world. It's that prevalent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, very culturally Uh, prevalent, dude. With the highest 
being in actually Pacific cultures. Yes, dude. Yep. Shamanic cultures yep. are heavy into spiritual And the position. lowest being in Native American cultures, both North and South America. Really? Wow, that's really cool. Yep. Wow. Why do you think... Uh, what it's is also it? said, I don't know if you've ever... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt You're you, right. but I, what I've got to say right now is more important than what you got to say, so shut the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> um, it's said that a lot of the time that when people who aren't in the United States or like Europe or, you know, Eastern Europe, when they have something like schizophrenia, you know, a lot of people in the United States, you know, Western culture have these evil, you know, just angry voices that they hear, you know, shit like you're worthless or kill yourself, this, that, the other. But it's also said that people in non-Western society, when they have something like schizophrenia, it's mostly supportive. What? Like the Yep, it's mostly that the voices that they hear are supportive. They're supportive and they, they back you and they say you're doing good. Very and interesting. Pe- and those people with schizophrenia are often put into the position of shaman. Very interesting. Did you know that's pretty cool, isn't it? I, it I, is. I, I, I read that and I was like, that sounds like... I love when we learn two different things and end up overlapping yeah. because uh, I had heard it discussed that the reason possession is so much more prevalent in non-Christian majority nations, nations still being, quote-unquote, you know, converted, settled, in right. a way, uh, is because, you know, that's where these pagan pseudo deities would end up they can you know they don't live in a christian society where there's a church on every corner right so it's easier for or it's more prevalent for demons to end up possessing people there but if you consider like a a classic biblical demons motivations it would make sense for them to possess someone in the western world and have a negative outright influence like you live in a Christian country, it doesn't right. want you to have a good time, right? It doesn't want you to be into that. And if you end up in this, you know, third world community where uh, the only Christians around are missionaries, it's like, oh no, 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 you're doing fine. You don't want anything to change. You know, our status quo between you and I is fine. Mm. You know, the motivations kind of uh, okay. If, if you know, if you. If demonic possession is... If you subscribe to the belief. Yes. Yes. That's how they would explain that. Huh. I didn't even think about that. Isn't that interesting? That is pretty wild. Yeah. Because they say that possession is prevalent nowhere more than in developing nations. Chuck, I'm going to be honest with you. The series is going to be way longer than I thought. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I haven't even cracking what I've already... I'm just trying to get, like, what is a demon out of the way. Yep. It's taking so fucking long. This Sorry is, but if, it's you're, ex- no, if dude, you're bored. It, if you're bored, this. fuck off. We don't need you here. <laughs> That's so mean, dude. I don't give a shit. If you're bored, fuck off. Go home. I'm having a good turn time. Off the, turn off your spot. Close your spot. Give up your Spotify to somebody who actually don't, gives a shit. Just, I mean, you know, just get more cultured. Dude. I love you guys. Mm. <clears throat> but if you are bored, uh, we are going to be talking about a lot more entertaining things we're in the prehistory i'm entertained by this shit and again if you're listening this is my favorite part if you're listening you're like us and you're going to be entertained nerd you fucking nerds 
<laughs> but uh, unless you're yeah. Catholic, then you're probably like, get to the part where you fucking beat them up, dude. <laughs> get to the part where you make somebody kneel on their knees until they break. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll awesome. be prevalent later. Woo! <laughs> I tell you what, child. that's called foreshadowing. Hey, you know. Uh, Catholics don't like the Reformation, but they reformed some shit because they probably aren't allowed to do that anymore. <laughs> Isn't it weird how they're just like? I mean, uh, I haven't got into the part of like how they got into that case hey, I we, was talking about. Specifically we can't do that anymore. Took place in the '60s, bro. Yeah, where's 50 that? Fifty years ago, Germany. Ger- it's always Germany in the '60s. Why is it Germany? Were they Catholic? Yeah, in Germany. Yeah. There's not a lot of Catholics in Germany. Do you think it's because they're like isolated Catholic sects within Germany? Most of Germ, almost all of Germany is Protestant. They're mostly Lutherans. Hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. So you think it's because they're like backwoods Catholics, like kind of like how like snake snake yeah. holy rollers are. Like we don't talk to them. They're yeah. weird. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. That ooh, I'm gonna look into that dude. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, maybe we're learning would, with you guys. Yeah. This is this is all. It's not off the cuff. I've been, I've spent months studying this shit. And We've been studying separately. We don't talk to each other very often. No, because we want. Well, I mean, we talk to each other often. We just don't talk about what we're going to talk about on the podcast. No, no, no. With yeah, each we other. we talk about like farting and yeah, and shitting and coming. Yeah, mostly. <laughs> and we play video games. And we play video like Super Smash Brothers. I love playing D and D sometimes. Uh, when someone feels like it. Sorry. Um. So that's what we're trying to get. That's where we're at. We don't have a, a super strict structure, but yeah. I want to get we've know, got the su- basics. We've, so you're going to be just as surprised as we are by the facts that we bring. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we wanted to do. Um, so we've gone over the demons. From, uh, uh, yeah. Slightly. That's what demons... De- let me summarize. Demons are spiritual beings that were made to create time of creation alongside things that we now consider angels, which are just, you know, divine incorporeal things that God made all at once. And some of them didn't go along with the plan and so rebelled and decided that the only thing they could do because they couldn't outright defeat God because he's an omniscient being is to spite him by ruining things that he loves, which is usually considered us. So they possess us and attack us in ways to try and drive us away from God and to do the wrong thing and do stuff like that. And it culminates in a process of possession, which is an attack that God or Jesus sometimes allows under various certain circumstances, which very rarely is just God lets a good person get possessed to test them, but it's usually someone sinned and they did something wrong. And uh, God decides to, or Jesus allows the demon of that specific sin that fell by that specific sin, then attempt to diabolically, you know, vex you in ways that makes you do things wrong to escalate their eventual possession and of your body to make you do things that you don't want to do. And then they can only be there for so long unless you get a hold of a priest and he finds out or he speeds it up, depending on how you think, if you're orthodox or not. And if you're Protestant, they usually just shout at you until you decide you're not. <laughs> possessed anymore and if you're catholic i don't know weirder shit than that and orthodox don't really like to talk about it because they don't like to talk about anything because the orthodox kind of stay out of that whole protestant catholic divide even though they don't really get along with catholics either they consider us newcomers because the schism happened in like 900 a.d and shit that happened in 1400 or 1500 doesn't really matter to them as much so it really depends on whether or not you live in greece as fucked up as it is because they're an ethern 
Eastern Orthodox. They don't like to say Eastern Orthodox. They're really just Orthodox. But if you're in America, all the text is in Greek, so you have to learn Greek. And yeah, how concise! <laughs> you put a little bow on that. <laughs> oh yeah, demons. Shit. So the demons. Uh, that's what a demon is. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. So we know what demons are. Now, now I'm going to talk about the hairy shit. Oh, okay. Now now we're in your territory, I think, right? Now we're going to talk about some of the rites. And we're going to start with the Catholic rites because the Catholic rites oh, are Oh, no, you just finished what a demon is. Right. You get possessed by doing something wrong. Right. It starts out by shit like that. You think you're possessed. What do you do about it? You call the church. Call the church. What do they tell you? They tell you that it's they got a waiting list. They got a waiting list. Have you so, seen a doctor? Uh, exactly. So first they will prompt you to go get mental health help. Mental health help. They do now, anyway. They do now, yeah. Now that Back, they know better. In fairness, in the fucking 50s, no one knew what schizophrenia was. Well, no, they did it They did it back in the 50s, too. They did. They, they, they told people to get mental health before, or mental health help before they started. Where do you think the line was? Where was it when, when the church started to be like, oh, uh, maybe some of these people are just crazy. I mean, they've always known about people who were just crazy. But I when think it's when they... people started filing lawsuits against them. <laughs> That's when they had to like, hang on a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Uh, you sue the church, can you? Yeah. Can you sue it? Like a, is you can it sur- the sue the individual people. Okay, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. So... <clears throat> When you go into a possession, first you have to go to the church. Or, I'm sorry, not a possession, an exorcism. You have to go to the church and explain to them what your symptoms are. 99% of the time, they'll just tell you to fuck off. They'll tell you to fuck off and go away. But, on very, very exclusive and certain circumstances, they'll be like, Oh, okay, so you're, you're speaking Latin fluently. Yeah. And you've never had a Latin class before. You've ne- you ne- or, or you have knowledge of knowledge of things something that you that you wouldn't normally have, know. right? Or even future events, names, names yeah. of the demons. Now they say that demons cannot predict the future. That's exclusively in the realm of like of God, you know. But they are kind of outside and above things so far as an incorporeal deity that they can guess really close right to give the appearance of of knowing the future so it'll be certain it'll be certain little things that'll tip off the old the old priests Mm -hmm. yeah so then a priest has to go to a bishop and they have to ask the bishop for permission and then the bishop has to go to a cardinal and ask him for permission and then it goes to the vatican and then it goes to like a council of cardinals, the which they has to. The Vatican has to approve any exorcism. Yep, on the earth, and that's one of the problems with one of our cases. What? Yep. Someone skipped a step. They skipped Dude, a step. No, that's way. why it's gonna be. That story is really cool. I'm really excited for this yeah. episode. Oh, you know, that's getting into like the hierarchical, authoritative nature of a demonic possession. Mm-hmm. You have to go to the your. Your bishop has to give the the one who actually does the exorcism uh, permission, and well, it's the it's it's the priest that does the exorcism. It's the a priest specific priest mm-hmm. that they call in because 
So what not is not any it? old priest can just do no an no it's it's you have to have a specific like it's like a diplo- it's almost like a diploma in the priesthood to be able to do you which can, is very recent Father John from down the street at your normal Catholic church cannot do probably can't do probably can't do yeah an exorcism and that's if if you're in a big enough diocese they'll have a specific that's our exorcist I right. mean he's also a regular priest yep. He'll do regular priest shit, but when it, the shit pops off, they call him. Only priests can do exorcisms, but not all priests can do. Yeah. And that's the other thing that I thought was fucked up. Bishops can't. Cardinals no. can't. No. They no. can't. They're not allowed. It's not their position. It has to be a servant of the people. Yeah. Oh, wow. Really? It has to be that. a servant of the people, that's which is cool. a father. Yeah. He's serving the people. He's serving the Lord. I did not know Lord. that a bishop could not perform it. Bishops, cardinals. But I never heard of it. You're right. Nope. They always and say, popes are not allowed either. The even pope can't. The, no, the pope can, but I, I don't know if it's while he is pope. Because Pope John Paul II and Pope Benedict separately were described as extremely potent. Like exorcist, exorcist. That's dude. pretty wild. Isn't I didn't that cool, know that, dude. Like Pope John Paul II was called one of the greatest exorcists. To have ever lived. Maybe that's why he was the Pope. And they say as powerful an exorcist as he was, that Pope Benedict was above and beyond him. He was like the Palpatine. That's what you know. He, 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 old, old Benedict reminded he me. He looked like Palpatine. He looked like Palpatine. That's why I said that, I think, subconsciously. But he did. He was a grand master Hall of Famer exorcist. He was dude. swinging around the chancellery. Yes. Not like a nunchuck. Whipping demons. <laughs> whipping the piss out of people. There's stories of him like flinging people back with a blessing. Oh. Like, it's cool how it's not like a spell or like a curse or something. He's like, I bless you. And they go flying through the air. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I hope you have a great time. Ah! <laughs> beep, 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 beep. And the, the demon's life points at zero and they go back to the shadow realm. So, uh, there's a long line of shit that you have to go through in order to set up a yeah. thing. And that line's important not just for for double-checking to make sure it's necessary and that it gets done right, but even theologically because uh, demons recognize authority. Exactly. There's stories even of like someone requesting an exorcism and the priest going to their uh, bishop requesting it. And when the bishop says, yes, move forward, or I have assigned, you know, he's, he tells someone outside of the whole process, uh, oh, uh, Father John, I need you to go to this house that I heard about. I think someone needs an exorcism mm-hmm. there. There's stories of the day that that happens, like half an hour later, they get a phone call from the person saying, I'm not possessed anymore. I'm cool. I don't know what happened. It's like the, the demon recognizes mm. that just from the authority being granted by the bishop, decides to just bail. Yeah. Because it's because, as we'll get into later, exorcisms are physically brutal. outright painful. They're fucking brutal. <laughs> yeah. They are the most brutal thing in the whole Christian religion, and to the demons specifically too. Yep. Like they experience pain during the yep. exorcism. Isn't that weird? So once you get your permission, they'll come back and they will assign one of those uh, priests that. Uh, one of those priests that is giving you, uh, you know, the servant of the people. So that man comes to you and they will spend t- 
time with you talking to you but not exercising like you. the world's worst interview like a like a therapy session yeah they they essentially do which thankfully most priests at least nowadays are trained basically and that's as that's kind of what leads into what you're saying sometimes they get an exorcist and the exorcism doesn't even need to fucking happen nope. because they talk you through it yeah. and whether it's you know by talking you're being released to this mental you know whatever the fuck you have in your brain or if it is demons that demons get like, oh, I'm, I'm not fuck with dealing this guy. with this and I'm not fucking with this yeah. guy and he leaves they leave and they say both the orthodox and the catholics that I was listening to and reading reading about would say the number one thing that more powerful and potent than any exorcism that the Pope himself could do is they said if you think you might even be under a threat of a demonic possession, just go to go to uh what's it called? Go to confession. Yep. So go to confession. Because it, it nips the you know, the impetus for their entrance in the bud and they just fuck off. But then sometimes that doesn't work. Yeah, sometimes you don't go to confession and then or it didn't work. Dun 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 You move to stage two. The exorcism begins. Vexation. Usually at vexation, I think, is when the when the shit when it starts affecting noticed. you physically. Yeah. Vexation that makes you do things you wouldn't normally do that you seek help, and then probably by the time a priest shows up and has to exercise you, you're in uh You're bedridden. The last stage, which is possession. Yep. Or um it's a, a demonic obsession. Right? No, damn it. Diabolic obsession, vexation, and then when you actually give in... Or no, no, no. I think if you're still fighting it when you're possessed, if you don't seek help and get past that and you become like openly, willingly in league with a demon, you're then... I, there's a separate word for it, but it's... You're in the shit. You're in the... Then you're in the shit. And right. they consider it... It's weird that they consider... Uh, possession and therefore the sin that created it that when you sin your the reason that they can they the demon is all authoritative right so how does a demon get authority over you when you sin you, you submit you enter into the existing rebellion that they have against god you don't create your own little rebellion you enter into the rebellion and then that you're they the already started. you're the little fucking baby at the bottom of the barrel welcome to the ranks private yep maybe uh you know admiral amadeus is gonna or whatever his name is asmodeus that'd be a cool screen name dude admiral amadeus uh but yeah so that's how they they say that they have authority over you then and then the priest shows up he talks to you he can't counsel you out of it what happens next they strap you to the fucking bed, bro. That's they don't have true. to strap That's you down. That's not true. That's I, what I, I, That's I was true. like, oh, damn, dude. So yeah. then <laughs> begins the exorcism. Yeah. And it's not always dramatic. Well... That's not true. I almost lied to you guys. That's not. It's true. always pretty fucking dramatic. It's pretty dramatic. So they had the the uh, the priest has a kit. It's like it's, it's like so a rad, kit. it's like a kit. <laughs> and, a leather bag. Uh, they've got a book. That they use, and it is the uh, Roman Rite of Exorcism. I can't remember the Latin name for it, but it's the Roman Rite of Exorcism. Uh, the Ordinary. That's that's what the uh, uh, the council, the Ordinary, has they to decide whether or not. Right. Uh, gotcha. Um, so once you get into it, they begin the Litany of Saints. 
Catholics are some dramatic bitches, but they got some love really fucking cool names for shit. I love it, dude. The you know the uh, for many many of the most of the past decades up until 2016 when he died, the chief exorcist of the uh, diocese of Rome itself, the Vatican, was a man named Father Amorth. Which sounds like something from... That sounds like a demon. Black metal. Father Amorth. He was a quite boring, ordinary-looking man. <laughs> he wasn't, like, all dread and dread either. he was going to have, like, big, long eyebrows. And... Father Amorth is here to drive out your demons. Oh, I'm good, Father Amorth. So, as the litany of saints begins... And this is just, a, is this only used during the rite of exorcism? This is, this is specifically the rite of exorcism. Okay, okay. And this is from uh, catholic.org. I trust them. Catholic. Catholic. Catholic? You ever say it like that in your head on accident? Yes, I do. I just you said it on accident. You know what Catholic accident. means? What? Universal. It just means universal. Huh. So when they say Catholic church, they mean the church. So... In the Litany of Saints, there is music prepared. This is a ritual, dude. This is a full-on ritual. Music is prepared. I know that. Uh, It says, the music for this litany is given in the music supplement. So they have a supplement. So they have an expansion pack for the right. And it's a musical supplement. It goes with the the kid. Yep. The kit. For the kit. That's so rad, dude. (laughs) The invocations are sung or recited by all chanters... Or the priests, and then responses by all. So we begin. The priest says, Lord, have mercy. All say, Lord, have mercy. Priest says, Christ, have mercy. And I'm not going to keep repeating it over and over. I'm just going to go over what the priest says. And is that specifically the beginning of the litany of saints? This is the beginning of the litany of saints. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, graciously hear us. God, the Father in heaven. God, the Son, the Redeemer of the world. God, the Holy Spirit. Holy Trinity, one God. Holy Mary, pray for us. And then everybody says, pray for us. Holy Mother of God, Holy Virgin of Virgins, Saint Michael, Saint Gabriel, Saint Raphael, all holy angels and archangels, all holy orders of blessed spirits, Saint John the Baptist, Saint Joseph, all holy patriarchs and prophets, St. Peter, St. Paul, St. Andrew, James, John, Thomas, James, again, <laughs> Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Athens. Simon, Thaddeus, Matthias, Barnabas, Luke, Mark, all holy apostles and evangelists, all holy disciples of the Lord. Are you reciting the whole litany of saints right now, dude? Just the beginning part. Okay, it's kind of, it's getting heavy in here. Yeah, dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he goes through all the saints, all the uh, all the priests, all the monks and hermits. All holy saints of God, be merciful from all evil, deliver us, O Lord, from all sin, your wrath, sudden and unprovided death, from the snares of, dev- of the devil, from anger, hatred, and ill will. Mm. Oof. All lewdness, what's up? <laughs> you are lewdness, dude. And it says, we go on to uh, we sinners, we beg you to hear us, uh, that you spare us, that you pardon us, you bring us true penance. See, penance is a big part of that, too. Yep. Is, uh, you have uh, to be willing to 
Yeah, they figure you did something wrong for it yep. to show up in the first place. So this is basically... I'm not going to go through all of the Litany of Saints because yeah. it's fucking mile and a half long and bullshit. But basically, it gets real heavy. They start talking this shit. And this isn't something that takes place over a weekend. This isn't a weekend at Bernie's fucking situation. Yeah, in the movies, they like... They do the exorcism, wrap it up in a night, and everything's good. No, this takes can take up to years. Yeah. Months, weeks, days, years. There are people that I saw in some footage that were like going to an exorcist, and they were just in normal street clothes. They're like, yeah, I got to go to the exorcist later. Like they were going to a, a doctor's appointment, yep. and they go every weekend or something. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. It is, man. It's That's fucking crazy. nuts. And it, if if I can recommend, man, you know, later read the Litany of Saints because it I absolutely is will. crazy. Uh, and then basically, it's a few Bible verses that they, you know, all all dependent on you know repelling devils. Handpicked, I'm sure. Handpicked for sure. Now, do they do it? Do they? It's from what I've read. It's up to the individual exorcist to determine what. Verses, incantations, and such—they have to follow the right. Well, they say the right is a a one of those tools. You know what I mean? They've got the right. They've got this. They've got that. They've got hail mary and all this. Right. And these big different. Chunks. I don't think. That and they some can... priests even prefer like, no, I prefer the old right. I use the old right. Oh. And some will be like, I use the new right. That I'm not too sure. I do of. mine in Latin. Well, if they speak English, I do mine in English. Right. Like they have their own little preferences you know what i mean it's kind of neat kind of switch it up get throw a little spice in yeah or they'll do it depending on oh well i felt the demon out i figured it was a pride demon i uh i went straight into the hell mary right yeah so then after you do the litany of saints which probably takes about 45 fucking minutes <laughs> to be honest and they do that every day yeah every day that they do the exorcism they do the litany of saints over and over and over again Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then you begin the exorcism. Now, when they when they test people to to see if they're a candidate for an exorcism, it's not like they're just looking for outright supernatural shit. She flew through the air. She predicted the no. future. She knew my mom's. I mean, name. it's it's a big help, but they'll yeah. also look for signs of like physical wear and tear. Yeah, and a big one is aversion to holy imagery. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes they'll just. It's, it was cool reading about how exorcists would do subtle things to try and trip up the possessed person if they were trying to conceal that they were possessed. Right. Like they would, uh, oh, excuse me, I, I, they'll accidentally drop a crucifix or something and say, would you hand me that? Stuff like that. Dude, I, it was cool. I don't think I will. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I will. <laughs> I'm like, mm, I see, and they write that down. This guy's like, totally uh, fucking possessed. Or they'll even pull, yeah, dude. <laughs> That's what they said. <laughs> they would They'd write that down in the notebook. They would stuff. To they the would, Pope. This would, guy's fucking possessed, bro. This guy's fucking possessed. Signed, F.R. John. But they would, they would even say things or pull things out just in the same room as a person when they couldn't see it. Like they would pull a crucifix out behind their back. And then they'd start acting weird. Yeah, stuff like that. Or they would look for them to like subtly change their eyes. A lot of exorcists say you can see the person's eyes change into like a the glazed eyes of a dead person. I don't like that. Like so utterly soulless, like a corpse. Oof. But blinking, you know. Ugh. 
like a fucking like a like a Sith, like when they yeah, commit I mean, their yeah. evil, their eyes roll over red and yellow, and yeah. they say that. Oh, that was the thing with the eyes, dude. They'll pull out like holy imagery or say something religiously significant. And if the person is trying to conceal it, they say uh, one of the dead giveaways that they look for, that they're trained to look for, is a person will close their eyes to pretend like they're praying and they'll see their pupils. They'll see their eyes rolling back underneath of their eyelids, straining. Like they're trying to, their eyes have to roll back so they shut their eyes to keep you from seeing it. That's cool. That's fucking terrifying, That's cool. dude. That is some scary shit. Are you ready to begin Ooh. the exorcism, Charles? No, dude, don't say that, man. I'm going to do it. I'm not a priest. It doesn't matter. It's not. I know, but if you... They say that a lot of people that try exorcisms and get into trouble get into trouble because they try the exorcism I'll read the first line without oh no it's not real but just as an aside like they <laughs> performing an exorcism without permission from a bishop you're outside of the hierarchy structure you're going against a fucking legion you no longer have authority by yourself yes yep. and you you can't I got nothing dispel a demon I you're not nothing. yeah Jesus isn't there anymore because you fucked up yeah. dude yeah I cast you out, unclean spirit, along with every satanic power of the enemy, every specter from hell, and all your fell companions. In the name of our Lord Jesus and Christ, be gone. Stay far away from this creature of God. Amen. That is so dramatic. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's kind of tight. I mean, at least it isn't like a gay little half-ass thing they say. Yeah. You know, if I felt like I was demonically possessed, I want some dude to come in and whip drama. the you want some dude to come and fucking whip you with the the uh, fucking I want a 45 minute recitation of every saint that's ever lived or whatever that is. The litany. The litany. I want the litany. Yeah. I don't want the laying on of hands I get down at, you know, if I got a cold and I go to my my aunt's Baptist church and they they try to do the healing with the hands. Like, no, man. I want Latin. I want, I want fucking Latin. That's tempted me to be more Catholic more than anything. It's just Latin. Just Latin. Demonos, dude. So Demonos, cool. Carry <laughs> Oh, bro. Mia culpa. So, they go through that whole fucking. They go through all the rites. That's the exorcism. That's, is that the end of the rite? That's how they wrap it up? That line? No, that was the beginning of the exorcism. That's the beginning? That's the beginning of dude. the exorcism. How do they wrap it up? It doesn't matter, dude. You have to get that fucking demon out. You're well, trying I mean, to save a out, person of God. That's true. That's true. It doesn't matter. You'll go any lengths unless now, you, know, you don't fucking feel like doing it. You then. said do angels, what we consider angels, you know. Divine beings that went along with God's plan are do and are good. Um, do they possess people? No. But during exorcisms, it either becomes necessary or advantageous or just convenient if a specific angel chooses to you know, demons don't manifest physically. So angels would exert power in an area by 
you know, how they exert their thoughts in an area to manifest. Mm -hmm. They do that in, in an area to help cast a demon out that they're like assigned to, or that they're the virtuous antithesis to, you know, Mm. like the, the yin to the demons, yang, whoever that is. And the, and the divine council will show up and the demon just is gone. Like they don't describe it as there being a book swirling around the room as St. Michael, Right, it's not all that dramatic. No, it's not that dramatic when they say the demon leaves, he just goes. It's not like... And they say the number one... uh, And all this information is things that exorcists say that under duress, they are essentially under divine torture, they are told by demons that they're exorcising. Oh, you know what really gets me, man? When St. Michael shows up. Or you know what really fucking sets me off if if the Holy Mother shows up and this number George one, fucking pulls up yeah the number one uh, figure that gets him and Satan himself is cast out immediately they say when uh, Mary shows up they say it's just over Mary shuts it down more than Mary shuts it down huh Mary shuts it down more so than hmm. even Jesus. And I'm like, how is that? She's the Holy Mother, man. That's why. Well, they asked. They're like, why? Uh, you know, yeah, I like how even they were confused. Like, why her instead of like Jesus, you know, specifically? And they said that Satan, during the exorcism, had said uh, because she was only a woman and she has authority over them. And it like, it insults them so much extra that she was just a lady, you know? Hmm. It's Damn, cool. that's yeah, pretty fucking cool. But it make it. I love my mom too, so yeah, man. But it makes sense in like, uh, you know, why would a demon give a shit if Mary showed up? Or like because she has uh, hierarchical authority over us, and she was only a human woman. It's like such an insult to them that they can't even stand to be this mortal. Yeah, it's so <laughs> it's so dramatic. The demons are just this as dramatic. bitch. <laughs> this bitch. Well, Chuck. We've been going for an hour and a half, buddy. You want to yeah. wrap this one up for tonight? Uh, Sure, yeah. You know, I think we got a lot said, man. We got a lot said. Yeah. So next time, I'm going to go ahead and reveal it. Should we reveal it, or should we just wait? Yeah, go for it. So next time, we are going Jeez. to be talking about one case of demonic possession, which, unfortunately, like I said at the beginning of the episode, was done recently by the last podcast. But we're going to put our own spin on it. It's for us. It's Annalise... Mitchell, Mikhail, Annalise Mikhail, German, German. Yeah, one of the yeah. most brutal cases of demonic possession ever recorded, or one or of the most just brutal cases of abuse. <laughs> physical and abuse. So it can either this is either really really badass or it's really fucking sad. And it's tragic either way. I'm afraid it is tragic either way. Yeah. So we're gonna leave you off with a fun fact. Are you ready? Dude, can you just lay fun facts on us to get us out of this funk so we can wrap up on a good note? Yeah, dude. Okay, so here's a fun fact. Yeah. This is the last fun fact, and then we're done, and then we can watch The Exorcist. Oh, fuck, man. I forgot we said we were going to do that. I'm actually genuinely freaked to watch it. Don't be a pussy. Okay. Don't be a bitch. Uh, A very interesting occurrence of spirit possession in Abrahamic religions specifically, especially Christianity is known as holy laughter. Holy, holy laughter, laughter is a behavior in which individuals spontaneously laugh during church meetings. Mm. 
the leaders who have uh, promoted holy laughter, or I'm sorry, not promoted, protested holy laughter, claimed the laughter was the result of joy that was supernaturally being given to people in servitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is kind of what made me ask the question, if angels possessed people. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, no, that is um, specifically a form of experiencing the Holy Spirit. The joy of God. Yes. There yeah. we go. Yeah, like that's a, that's a real big charismatic thing, too. Only... Only charismatic and, you know, it's gray water because <sighs> Pentecostal, charismatic, Protestant, Baptist, all of that kind of is used interchangeably, even though they mean different things. Mm-hmm. Specifically, it's it's people that say that they are so overcome by the presence of the of the Holy Spirit, quote unquote, the third personage of the the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you know, Holy Ghost. Um, and it really does mean ghost. It means spirit, like ethereal being, right. holy ethereal being. Um, that they are overwhelmed by it and enter what I personally believe, and I don't know if anyone's discussed this theory or flushed it out. Um, uh, I'm sure someone smarter than me has, but I would be interested in finding out. Uh, it's a very shamanic act, I feel. At least in appearance, I'm sure that people in the faith would say it's not like a pagan shaman at all. Right. But they do very shamanic it's things. It's like a trance sort of situation. They enter a trance. They they uh, do things they wouldn't normally do, like laugh out loud in church. or Holy laughter. Or throw themselves onto the floor and shake writhe and, and shake and speak in tongues is a big thing. They say, um, and I was raised they even told that... Would. It's all over the church floor. Oh, the, uh, <laughs> crash test dummies, dude? Yeah, let's just listen to crash test dummies after this. But they would, uh, or I was even told growing up that, um, and Pentecostals really press, uh, or they they, they really, uh, what's it called, where you make a bigger deal out of something. They really, I don't know, they place importance on experiencing, quote-unquote, baptism in the Holy Spirit, which mm. is, Normally, most Christian traditions, you get baptized at some points in some way. You get dipped in water, or water's involved, you're baptized. Viola. Bada-bing. Bada-bing, bada-bam. You're saved, in, depending. Um, but Pentecostals are like, nah, man. That's just the end. That's, like, that's part of it. But you have to be baptized spiritually also by being overcome by this Holy Spirit. You know, And they say that... You know, you're not even con- you're not considered baptized in a way unless that happens to you, which always kind of gave me a complex because I'm not capable of experiencing that. I don't think, and I I really wanted to, and I still kind of do. You're not capable of that kind of submission. I don't think I can't. Uh, I just can't cut loose like that. I can't dance. I feel too vulnerable. I don't know. Maybe it's a psycholo- psychological thing. It's your pride. Don't say that, man. It is. What the fuck? That's your sin. Why it's would you pride. say that? We want to thank you all for listening tonight. We love you. It's Kisses. been a good time. We'll see you next time. You're not going to say your thing? Turn it off.